Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Anila Doidi. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Wednesday, Parsha Shoftim, which was also the night before Rishchodesh Elul, the first day of the month of Elul, in the year Tavshin Lamed Beis, 49 years ago. The Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Hasidic discourse, and it came out in a kuntris, a booklet, in honor of Rishchai Deshalo, in the year Tavshin Memtes, 32 years ago. So the Hasidic discourse is based on the verse from Shir Hashirim, from King Solomon, that says, Ani ledoidi vedoidi li. I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. And it's brought down in the Zohar and also in the, in the Jewish, in code of the Jewish law in Shochan Aruch, that the verse, Anila doidi vadoidi li, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. If you take the first letter from each one of these first w- words, you have the Rosh Tevis, and it spells out the word of Elul, the month of Elul. We are starting now into the month of Elul. We know the month of Elul is a very, very powerful month. So we're going to be learning in this Hasidic discourse the powerful significance of the month of Elul. So again, the verse is based on, the Hasidic discourse is based on the verse, Anila doidi vidoidi li, which is the Rosh Tevis, the beginning, each one of the first letters of Anila doidi vidoidi li is the Rosh Tevis in the month of Elul. In Lekutei Torah, which is the Hasidic insight to the Alter Rebbe, so in the Hasidic discourse based on this verse, the Alter Rebbe explains and he says like this, that Elul, the month of Elul, Anila doidi vidoidi li, so Elul is, is, is called Isarusdol Tata, which means Elul is the avoid of Anila doidi, where we do our work, we transform ourselves, we refine ourselves. And in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, on the high holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that's when we get a tremendous gift from Hashem. In Kabbalah, it's called the Sarusadol Elah, and that represents Vidoidi Li. So, Rabbi asks a simple question. It says clearly, and Rather brings in the beginning of the Hasidic discourse, that Elul stands for the abbreviation of the month of Elul's Aleph Lamed Vav Lamed, which means Ani Ladoidi Vidoidi Li. So if the month of Elul is represented by all four letters, which means Anila Doidi, I am to my beloved. I'm doing my work. I'm doing my avoida. But Doidi Li, we're getting the gift from Hashem. So why does he right afterwards explain that in the month of Elul, it's Anila Doidi? Only the first two letters. But the second two letters, but Doidi Li is referring to Hashanah Yom Kippur. In other words, if we're saying El stands for Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li, both avoiders should be in the month of Elul. But nevertheless, he's explained that Anila Doidi is going on the month of Elul, and Vidoidi Li is going on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So the author of it continues to explain in this discourse, and he says like this, that what happens in the month of Elul spiritually, we're getting ready now for the month of Elul, we're in the month of Elul, what happens in the month of Elul? So the author brings from the Zoya that says that in the month of Elul, it's a time when there's a huge revelation. What kind of revelation? There's a revelation of the Yud Gimel Midas Harachamim, the 13 attributes of compassion, where it says in the Torah, Hashem Hashem. And he explains that this revelation of the 13 attributes of compassion that's in the month of Elul is to everybody. Even people that are, that are so to speak, not necessarily involved in the Judaism. 
Not necessarily connected to God by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. The revelation of Yud Gimel Mitzvahim is open. It's like open Wi-Fi, open spiritual Wi-Fi. Now, those Yud Gimel Mitzvahim is available and is there for everybody. And like the Rebbe gives an example, and he says from the Alter Rebbe, like for example, like King, before he comes into the city, so what happens is all the people um, from the ear, uh, from the city come out uh, to greet him, and they they accept they accept they accept him, and then after he does the great acceptance from everyone that came out to greet to greet him, so then so the the expression is Rashaim, they're able to. And the Rebbe adds the word b'yichoylem, and they can't. Not only able to, but they actually can. Anybody that wants to to go ahead and greet the king and to say, you know to to uh, be part of the, the welcoming committee is, is allowed to. What happens when people go out to greet the king? So the king accepts everybody, and two expressions: the savior ponim yofais with a beautiful uh, um, uh, expression on the fla- on his face of of acceptance. And Umara upon him and he shows huge smiles. So there's acceptance and also a, a, a smile of warmth to everybody that comes out to greet him. So, in other words, what do we see from here? What is the what is there bringing that in the month of Elul? What's Elul? Thirteen attributes of compassion is available, and a simple example: anybody and everybody can go out and greet the king. And when you go greet the king, the king accepts you, accepts you with love and warmth and with a smile and all the beautiful blessings. So, Rabbi asked a simple question. The question is: We know it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch in the Torah Shulchan Aruch that from Rishchoyde Shelo, we start blowing the shofar every day. Now, why do we blow the shofar every day from Rishchai Yisrael for the whole month of Elul? To awaken us to do tshuva, to return to Hashem. And the, the Torah brings a verse that says, if you're going to blow the shofar in the city and people aren't going to be trembling, they're not going to be waking, waking up to do tshuva. So the Rebbe asks a simple question. What did we just learn? What happens in the month of Elul that the king is, accepts everybody with a smile and with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with warmth and love. So in other words, if you think about the king out there accepting everybody with a beautiful face and with a smile, that represents what? Ava. That represents love. But never, and so therefore, even if you have to do tshuva, you have to return to Hashem so that you can do it with love also. So if that's the case, why is it saying Shulchan Aruch that we blow the shofar to awaken Yira, to be in awe, to be trembling for Hashem? It's, op- it's opposite emotions. Is it, are we accepting God with love, or are we, are we returning to God out of awe and out of fear? So the Rebbe explains this and he says, based on an introduction. The introduction is like this. We all know there's two different emotions we just mentioned. One is love, and one is awe. In Hebrew, it's called Ava, and it's called Yira, awe. In other words, what inspires love? So love is not something you choose to love somebody. Yeah, you're choosing, but the love is a, a byproduct based on what you were shown. So if someone, for example, shows you kindness and warmth and love, so you naturally love the person. On the other hand, Yira, when you're in awe of somebody, that comes when you're choosing to be in awe of the person. The person's not really doing anything to scare you. You're choosing to accept, your, to accept, uh, to, accept to, to be in awe of this person. And the is a simple example. If you have, for example, a king of flesh and blood, so what happens? The people of that country where the king rules, 
they they accepted upon on themselves that he should be, that he or she should be their king. So in other words, Kabbalah's Hamalchus accepting the king that comes from the people, as the verse says clearly in the Torah. So im you should accept upon yourself a king. That means you have to accept accept yourself on, on, on a king. So in other words, love comes from a gift from on high, and all comes from your choice to accept. So based on this, Rebbe explains what happens in the month of Elul. The month of Elul, what's our spiritual avoida? Aleph Lamed, Ani Ladoidi. We have to do our work. We have to, we have to work on, on connecting to Hashem. So in other words, what, is that, what, is that, what does that resemble? It resembles Yira. It resembles awe. And that's why we blow the shayfer to awaken awe. Because avoida of Elul is avoida of awe. Now, not only is the avoida of acceptance, but the Rebbe says, he adds actually, that the main avoida, the main spiritual work that we need to do in the month of Elul is Anila Doidi, is Kabbalah's oil, Malcho Shemayim. We're accepting God as the king, our king. That's the avoida of Chaydash And that's why it says in the Kutu Torah, that what, what's the avoida on, on the month of Elul? Has the analogy that, that the Rebbe brought before. It says that we go out to the field to do what? To accept the king. So the avoida of Chodesh Elul is Kabbalah Selmach Hashemayim. Going out and accepting Hashem. And that's exactly why we blow Shoifer in the month of Elul. To awaken within us to be in awe of Hashem. Why? Because what's the whole idea with the verse says in the Torah, that you should place upon yourself a king. What is it? Why do you need a king? So you should be in awe of the king. And in order for the awe for the king should be complete, so that's specifically through the idea of, of Yira. You need to have Yira. So again, to recap, what the Rebbe is saying is like this. There's two different emotions. There's love, that comes from on high. Then there's Yira, that's our avoida. To be in awe of Hashem, that's our avoida. And the, the avoida of the month of Elul, the spiritual work of the month of Elul is to accept the, to, to have Yira as Hashem and to be to accept Hashem. And that's how we blow the shayfer in the month of Elul to inspire us to awaken, to, to turn to Hashem. Now that I was going to explain it a little more deeper, a little more, more in depth and a little more deeper. I never explained it like this. The Rebbe brings from the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, in a Chassidic discourse, that he explains the whole idea of blowing Shoifer in the month of El. And he says like this, Why do we blow Shoifer in the month of El? It's all an introduction to the blowing of the Shoifer in Rosh Hashanah. And as we blow Shoifer the whole month of El, but then we blow the Shoifer in Rosh Hashanah. So the purpose of blowing Shoifer in the month of El is to prepare us for the Shoifer of, of, of Rosh Hashanah. Why? And the Tzemach says it explains that the difference between blowing the shoifer in the month of Elul and blowing the shoifer on Rosh Hashanah because blowing the shoifer in the month of Elul is to awaken us to accept Hashem as the king which means we should be in awe of Hashem. That represents in the world of Kabbalah Yiratata, a lower level of awe. So the month of, Le- of, of Elul is a lower level of awe. However, blowing the shoifer in Rosh Hashanah is supposed to inspire us Yira a higher level of Yira. So there's two different levels in Yira. There's Yira Tata, which comes from a lower level, which comes from, which comes from the blowing the shoifer in the, in, in the month of Elul. And then there's a higher level of Yira, which comes through blowing the shoifer in Rosh Hashanah. Now, 
And soon the Rebbe is going to explain the difference between lower level of year and higher level of year. But in other words, since in the month of Elul, we need to have Yirei the lower level of Yirei, so that we can have Yirei Elon Rosh Hashanah. That's why they were established that we should blow blow the Shefer on Rosh the first day of Elul, and the whole month of Elul. And soon the Rebbe is going to explain the difference between blowing Shefer on the first day of Elul and the whole month of Elul. Two different, it's supposed to accomplish two different things. Why? But why do we blow the month, whole month of Elul? Because in order to reach the level of Yirei law, the higher level of all which happens in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, you have to go through the process in the month of Elul of blowing the Shefer. And that accomplishes Yirei Tata. So that's one reason that Samuel Tzedek says. So again, to recap, the reason we blow the Shefer in the month of Elul is to inspire us Yirei Tata, the lower level Yira, and now will bring us to Yirei Elah Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Another reason, now he breaks. What's the reason why we blow the Shefer in the month of Elul before Rosh Hashanah? And the Rebbe explains, because what happens is, on the ten days of Tshuva, which basically is the first two days of Rosh Hashanah, the seven days after Rosh Hashanah, and then you have Yom Kippur, which is a total of ten days, what happens then is, our spiritual work from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, those ten days of Tshuva, is to draw in a powerful light from Hashem called Makif, there's normally this panemius that comes internalized. It's a lower level. But makiv is a much more powerful. So on the 10 days of tshuva, we're trying to draw in a powerful light, which is makiv, a much higher light. Why do we need that? Because since on the 10 days of tshuva, we're trying to fix things that went wrong a whole year, you can't just fix it with, with panemius. You need something more powerful. So we're trying to draw in makiv. And in order to draw in the light, of Makif, this powerful light in the ten days of Tshuva, there's something that's, that needs to happen in order, for, in order for that light to come into this world. What has to happen is we have to have the level of Bittal. We have to reach a level waiting to accept. Acceptance paves the way for the infinite light of Makif to come down into this world. And like the, like the altar explains in, in, in Torah Oyer, based on the verse, where it says Hashemayim Kisi, the, 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 where uh, where it says in the prophet Hashem says Hashemayim, the heaven is my is my throne, the Aaretz Hadoyim Ragli, and the earth is my footstool. Aza Bayis Hashatibnuli, what kind of house can you build for me, and what can you make for me? Because the fact is, I made it all. But but what does the prophet say? Hashem says Velze Abit. Who do I look at? El Anim and Someone that's poor and a broken of spirit. That's what inspires Hashem. And the altar explains that Shemayim Ha'aretz, heaven and earth, what is that referring to? That's referring to our avoida, our spiritual work of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. In other words, what, what's the connection between learning Torah and doing mitzvahs with heaven and earth? Because when a person learns Torah, and when a person does mitzvahs, through that you draw down a Pnimi, a eternal light. Like, just like a kisi is a seat a seat is a place where you can sit it's internal hadayim ragli is a footstool a place where you can put your feet so learning Torah and doing mitzvahs brings down light that goes into a seat goes into the foot etc but in order to bring down from makif 
which is encompassing, like A's of bias. Bias represents makiv. How do you bring that down? Because how do you bring down the level of makiv? And not only a bias, we know there's makiv, there's makiv a courage, like a jacket is a makiv, but it's, it's close to you. But then there's bias, which is makiv harochaik. How do you bring down this powerful idea of, of makiv harochaik? That comes through bittel, through acceptance. Like the verse says, the charid al-dvari, when you're basically humbled and broken and you're in awe of Hashem, then you're able to bring down to the makif. So since the goal is to bring them from the makif, and in order to do that, what do you have to have? You have to create bittel, you have to create acceptance. So therefore, the month of Elul, we blow the shayfar, so that there could be drawing in makif and roshana and roshana. So you have to have nechei ruach mechareid. So by blowing the shayfar in the month of Elul, we create the bittel, and that allows makif to come down in 10 days of truva. So that's the second reason why we blow, 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 blow the shayfar. So again, just to recap, the Talmud says there's two reasons why you blow Shafer in the month of Elul. First reason is because the blowing the Shafer in the month of Elul is Yira Tatar, the lower level of Yira, and Rosh Hashanah and Kippur's higher level of Yira, so you have to go from the lower level to the higher level. The second reason he says is, since on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur you're trying to do an Makif Harachik into this world, in order to bring it down you need to have Bittal, um, based on the verse, Anim and Nechei Ruach, so therefore you have to blow the Shafer on Elul to create that Bittal, that acceptance. Rebbe asked a simple question. What are we saying? Why are we blowing the shayf in the month of Elul? To create that, that acceptance. But the fact is, when you blow the shayf in Rosh Hashanah, you also come into, you're also trembling for Hashem. And on the contrary, we all know the shayf blowing on Rosh Hashanah is more serious than the blowing of the whole month of Elul. And as we just learned in the first uh, uh, reason that Tzamat Sada gives is that in, in the month of Elul, it's only lower level of year, it's year at And on the contrary, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, it's year law. But nevertheless, what do we see? That even though it's a higher level of year on, on the month of in, the, in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, and Elul to lower level, but nevertheless, what do you see? In order to bring down the Makif of Rosh Hashanah, it comes specifically through what? The Charada, the Yira, that comes from blowing the Shafer in the month of Elul. And the question is, why is that? So Derev is now going to explain it <coughs> based on an in, introduction as follows. What we just learned? That the Yira, the awesomeness of, 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 of the month of Elul is Yira Tata, the lower level of Yira. The year of Rosh Hashanah is high level of year. So right now we just had words. Low level of year, higher level of year. So the question is, what's the difference between lower, what does it mean the lower level of year, and what does it mean the higher level of year? So the is going to explain it based on what the Altarabah writes in Tanya and in many places in the Chassidus, that what is lower level of year? Lower level year, where does it come from? The year in awe of Hashem. Lower level of year. What does it mean you're in awe of Hashem? Because you think about how great Hashem is. And the way Hashem created the world. So you think about, you know, we pray in the, in the prayers, look, Hashem created the world, maintains the world, wow, awesome Hashem. So you become, you become an awe of Hashem. And you, become, you come to the level, and the more you think about it, you, 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 you become like, you become battle, you become humble in front of Hashem. So what's inspiring you to become humble in front of Hashem? What's inspiring you is the greatness of Hashem. In other words, you're thinking about the greatness of Hashem, you're feeling the greatness of Hashem, and you're becoming battle, you're becoming acceptance, you're becoming humbled in front of Hashem. So who's becoming humbled? You are. In Kabbalah it's called, in Chassid it's called, called Bittu Hayesh. You are deciding to be humbled for Hashem. There's a you, there's an I, and you're thinking about the greatness of Hashem, and you're in awe of Hashem. 
It's bittal, it's acceptance, but it's bittal ayesh. It's a lower level of yira. You know, we're deciding to be, it's great, it's important, it, you have to start somewhere. But it's called bittal ayesh, it's called a lower level of yira. On the other hand, what's yira ilah? The higher level being in Hashem. When you think about the greatness of Hashem, not the way He created the world. Wait, this world is nothing to Hashem, but the way Hashem is even infinitely greater than this world. Not only Hashem is like this whole world is like nothing compared to the infinite Hashem. Now, when you think about this whole world is really, really nothing, so what are we? We're also nothing compared to Hashem. What's the real existence? Hashem. So what happens then when you really think about Hashem is far more greater than this world, and this world is like a nothing compared to the infinite Hashem, so then you really become bottle. What do you mean you become bottle? You become so bottle that you don't even exist. In, in Kabbalah it's called Bittlebimetzias. Your whole existence gets nullified. That is the higher level of Yira. So in other words, <clears throat> to recap, Yira Tata means we're thinking about all the great things Hashem created and we're accepting. So it's Bittlebimetzias. It's a lower level of Yira. The higher level of Yira is like you, Hashem, this is like nothing to Hashem. This is all nothing. And therefore we're nothing. So we're Batubah Metzias, that's Yireila. Now, so another thing this. In order to come to the level of Yireila, wow, you think about it, not Hashem, how great He is in this world. Off the charts. The infinite Hashem. Has that happened? Not because you're seeing it, because Hashem revealed Himself, and you're able to see the infinite part of Hashem. In other words, this that we're able to meditate on anything about God, what can we meditate? Our ability to meditate is only in parts of God which is related to the world. In order for us to be able to feel the infinite part of Hashem, and especially the infinite part which is totally above and much more powerful than the physical world, how can we do that? So that we have to work, work hard, and hopefully Hashem will open our eyes and we can see it. And it was, and it was like this, year at the top, we can meditate and we can get there. Yirei law, that we have to leave ourselves, And that, that only comes when Hashem gives us a gift and He opens up our eyes, our heart, and our mind to see things which is beyond our ability to comprehend and see. And that's why the Torah says, Hashem tells us, Hashem, God commanded us, we should do the statutes. We should do the mitzvah, specifically the highest level, the deepest mitzvah, chukim, which don't make sense. And the verse says, so that we'll come to Yerush Hashem. So that we'll come to the level of to being an Or Hashem. In other words, what kind of level of Or Hashem? Not Yerush Hashem. Yerush the highest level of Yerush. Now, so you can meditate and take tomorrow, you're not going to get there. The only way to get to the level of Yerush where you're totally like, your whole existence is accepting for Hashem, and you're seeing the infinite part which Hashem is even greater than the world, that only happens by doing mitzvot. So if you want to reach the level of having Yira Ilah, you want to reach the level where you're totally accepting, where you totally don't exist, exist the only way to do that is a test in the Torah. God says clearly, I'm commanding you to do these statutes so that you'll have Yira Hashem. Which level? The higher level of Yerush Hashem. Why? Because when you connect to the mitzvah of Hashem, and especially the ones that don't make sense, why are you doing it? Because you obviously are connecting something which is deeper than reality, 
deeper in rationale, and then you're able to collect, connect to Hashem, which is beyond this world, and then you're able to have Yireilah. So, in other words, so that's why the Yira, being in awe of the month of Elul, is a lower level of, of Yira. And on the other hand, Rosh Hashanah is the higher level of Yira. Why is that? Because what happens in the month of Elul? The king is in the field. That's the example. What does that mean, the king's in the field? When you go into the field and you see the king, and he's wearing, you know, uh, simple uh, um, field type of clothing, he's not dressed as the king. So, you don't feel the greatness of Hashem. You don't feel the greatness of the king. There's no major revelation, exactly with his whole entourage and with all the uh, bells and whistles from the palace. So what inspires you to be inspired from the king? He looks like everyone else. He's wearing the same clothing like everyone else. But what happens then is you as a person meditate and realize, no, this is the king. Even though he doesn't look like the king with all the bells and whistles, but you're able to consciously and, and subconsciously realize it's the king. And you do the, your work to realize it's the king. So therefore, it's a low level of Yira. You're not inspired. There's no inspiration. The king is dressed like everyone else. It's your avoider. But what happens in Rosh Hashanah when the king is, so to speak, in his, in his palace and then you realize and then you feel the greatness of the king and not only how great he is that he's totally much greater and much more powerful than the, than the people. What does that mean practically? That's the revelation of the infinite light of Hashem which is higher than the world's. So then the year of the awesome of Rosh Hashanah is called what? Yira Elah. In other words, so they're explaining like this. In the month of Elul, we need to work on having Yerush Hashem because Hashem looks like everyone else. He's out in the field playing with everybody. On Rosh Hashanah, that's Yerush Elah because you're, you're exposed to the infinite part of Hashem. Now, so if that's the case, why do you have to blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah? If there's a huge revelation, the way Hashem is in the king's palace, what do you have to blow the the shofar to remind us? But if Hashem is revealed and it's a huge level of Yira, why do you have to blow the blow the shofar? Hashem is revealed then. In other words, the on Rosh Hashanah, the infinite light of Hashem is totally exposed and revealed. Why are we blowing the shofar? So ever explain to this, because the fact is we're living in a world which is finite space, time. Now, so therefore when Hashem is revealed on Rosh Hashanah, is the infinite part of Hashem revealed? Or is or we're getting a glimmer in this physical world of the infinite part of Hashem? Since we're physically in this world, which is limited by time and space, so even though we have a revelation of this infinite king, but still the way Hashem is connected to the world. So in order for us to connect to the infinite part of Hashem, the way he's totally disconnected from the world, that only happens through mitzvot, the commandments of Hashem. Like it says, God sanctified us. What did he sanctify? He elevated us to a level that we can connect to something which is infinite, and that's why before we make any blessing, what do we say? When you're making, when you're making a blessing on a mitzvah, you have the ability to connect to the infinite part of Hashem. Now, what happens to Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah, we blow the shofar. Why are we blowing the shofar in Rosh Hashanah? It's a mitzvah. It says in the Torah to blow the shofar. So since blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is a mitzvah, so what happens is the yira, the awesomeness 
of blowing the shofar is the ultimate level of 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 yira, the ultimate level of acceptance, the highest level yira law. Why? Because again, it's connected to the fact that it's a mitzvah. So it was like this: on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, sure Hashem is revealed. So why are we blowing the shofar? Because Hashem is revealed, it's still connected to the world. But by blowing the shofar, but again, the the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, it's a mitzvah. El is not a mitzvah yet. When we blow it as a mitzvah, then we're connecting to the infinite part of Hashem, which is higher in the world, but nevertheless connected to the world. And then we can experience Yireh law. So, so based on this, now there explains another reason that why the the Yira, the awesomeness that comes from blowing the shofar in the month of El is only Yira to tell. Why? Because what's the reason why blowing the shofar in Rosh Hashanah gets us to the level of, high level of Yira, law? We're totally accepting. We totally don't exist. Mitzvah because it's a mitzvah to blow the shofar on, on Rosh Hashanah. Now, what happens in the month of El? Blowing the shofar is not a mitzvah. We don't say Asher Kedishan Mitzvah when you blow the shofar in the month of El. So, therefore, the year of the awesomeness and the acceptance which comes from blowing the shofar in the month of El is only Bittul Hayash. We're only yeah, we're accepting, but not total acceptance, and that's why it's called Yira Tata. Now. So, but nevertheless, even though it's Yeratata and it's only Bittal Yesh, it's not Bittal Matsi, it's like Rosh Hashanah, but nevertheless, when you blow the Shafer in the month of Elul, that prepares us. And that gets us ready for the tremendous revelation that's going to happen in Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because in order to go to Yer Allah, you can't just jump in, Rosh Hashanah, here I am. All right, it's a mitzvah, I'm blowing the Shafer. You got to work your way through it. And the process of the month of Elul every single day is to work on Yeratata, work on Bittal, acceptance. And acceptance, bittel hayesh, 100%. But then you'll get to Mitzvah Rosh Hashanah, you'll feel the ultimate level of Yira on the highest level. Now, so again, so you see, it's a, it's a process. The month of Elul, it's working on Yira Tata. And when you get to Rosh Hashanah, you get to Yira Elul. So now there are brings, it's known from the Zohar, and it says like this, that in order to go from Yira Tata, which is the avoid of the month of Elul, to the to the avoid of the month of of, of uh, uh, um, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and the ten days of Truth, which is Yirei Law. So between Yirei Tata and Yirei Law, there is something which is called Ahava. Ahava is in between, and the way it works is, and I'll, I'll quote it the way it says in the Zohar. The way the process works is, it says Dechilu, which represents Yira. Then Rechimoy, which represents Ava, another time Rechimoy, which is another time Ava, and then the Chiloy, the highest level of Yira. In other words, the first the Chiloy is the level of Yira Tata. That's the lower level of Yira. Afterwards, you have two levels of Rechimoy, which means the lower level of love, and the higher level of love, which is basically a smaller love, a bigger love. And afterwards, you come to the level of the Chiloy, Yira, love, then you come to the highest level of Yira. Now, so based on this, Rebbe explains very simple. That in order to go from year to turn the month of El to the year of law on Rosh Hashanah, you have to have in between two levels of Abba. So based on this, Rebbe explains so beautifully why why it doesn't cut to tell you all the details of the marshal of the parable. And words, what does it say there? That when the king is in the field, he accepts everyone, the savior upon the office, with a beautiful um, uh, smile, smooth face. Umar upon him, he's actually smiling to everybody. In other words, the panim yafos, a nice face, and soichakai smiling. That's the level of that's 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 the ava part. That's the love part. And when the king accepts everyone but savior panim yafos with a beautiful face, 
and especially when he shows he's smiling and he's excited to see everybody so then that awakens <clears throat> that awakens with us our love for the king the king showed us upon and now we have the love for Hashem so based on this, the Rebbe explains the details of the parable in the Kut Torah, which refer to the four, four components. In other words, when we go out in the month of El to greet the king, uh, that's here at the Tal. We're going out to greet the king. That's our avoider. We're going out to greet the king. Then the king accepts us. What is that? When he shows us Panim Yafais, a beautiful face, and he shows us a bunch of smiles, Panim Seichakais, Two levels of Rechimui, which is Panim Yafais is the lower, lo- the, the smaller love. Panim Seichkais is the bigger love, Avazuta and Avaraba. And afterwards, when we go into the king, when the king takes us into the palace, that is the highest level, the level of Yira Ilah. Now, so what did we just learn? That you have four levels Yira Tata, the month of Elul, Ava, next level of Ava, and then Yira Ilah. So, in other words, Obviously, till now, what did we just learn? That the, the lower level of year is the month of Elul, and the higher level of year is what? Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. So the Rebbe says, and this is beautiful, and he says as follows, even though, generally speaking, the year, year at the top of the month of Elul, is lower than the year of Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because year of Elul is year at the top, and the year of Rosh Hashanah is year law, but nevertheless, there's a certain quality and there's a certain something beautiful in, more powerful in the year and the awesomeness of the month of Elul than the, and then the year of Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because the year, this is that we're in awe and this we're accepting Rosh Hashanah. Why are we in awe? Why are we accepting? Because Hashem is revealed. So if Hashem is revealed and totally revealed Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and the 10 days of Tshuva and we're in awe of Him What's the big chiddush? What's the novel idea? What did we do? What did we accomplish? There's no major, you know, Hashem revealed himself. Guess what? We're in awe of Hashem. <clears throat> in other words, Hashem is infinite. And the whole world is nothing for Hashem. So the fact that we're in awe in the time of Rosh Hashanah, when we're in the palace of the king, what's the big chiddush? What's the big novel idea? Like, for example, I'll never give an example we know that in this four worlds, the highest world is at Silut. Why is it called at Silut? Because it's close to Hashem. That's where the most powerful light is. So, in at Silus, where it recognizes Hashem, what's the big chiddush there? In this world where Hashem is concealed and we recognize Hashem, wow, we recognize Hashem. But in the world of at Silus, what's the big chiddush? What's the novel idea you recognize? Sure, Hashem is revealed there. In at Silus, the infinite light of Hashem is revealed. Not only that, even in the world of Atsilas, for example, the first sphere of the, of the spheres, we start counting from Chachma. Let's say the first sphere of Chachma. In Chachma, we know it's Bittal, it's acceptance. What's the big deal? Why? Because in Chachma, you have the revelation of the infinite of Hashem, and there's no one, nothing else can exist there. How much more should you go even higher than Chachma, the level of Kesser, that even though it's a very, very pure, powerful light, but compared to the infinite light of Hashem, it's nothing. In other words, even the level of Kesser, which is ultimate in acceptance, but compared to a higher level, it's, it's dark. To a level higher, higher than that. In other words, 
it's no not there's no great chiddush if God is revealed. What's the big novel idea that you're totally humbled and you're accepting? On the other hand, when it comes to the yira, the awesomeness and the acceptance of the month of Elul, when the king is weird, not in the palace with all the bells and whistles, he's out in the field, and whatever he's out in the field, you don't feel and you don't experience the greatness of the king. But nevertheless, we know it's the king, and we work on ourselves, and we are accepting the king in the field. And we're willing to accept Hashem as our king. Not only are we willing to accept Hashem as our king, we blow the shaifer. Why are we blowing the shaifer in the month of El? To inspire us and to wake us and us up, we should be in awe for Hashem. So that our acceptance should be complete. Now, so even though technically it's a lower level of bittel, no one's changing it. It's bittel hayesh, 100%. I'm still somebody, but I am this somebody accepting Hashem. Guess what? This acceptance, when Hashem is not revealed, the month of Elul, I'll say it in Hebrew, Yakar mi oid be'ene Hashem. This is something so precious in the eyes of Hashem. In Rosh Hashanah, we're in awe. It's amazing awesomeness. It's not precious. It's no big chiddush. The month of Elul, when God is not revealed, God is just like everyone else. All the masks are on. The concealment is huge. And we're accepting Hashem, we're blowing the shaifer to inspire us to accept Hashem. Hashem loves it. Hashem cherishes it. It's very precious to Hashem. Not only that, when Hashem has tainuk, deep pleasure, that people go out in the month of Elul, when it's not Rosh yet, to greet Him, to, to accept Hashem as a king, so Hashem gets so excited about it that actually that's one of the sources of inspiration that, he's, that, he, that he greets us, the Savior upon him, Yophis, with a beautiful face. And he shows us a mire upon him, and he shows us a smile. And it's taken even a step further that not only is the year of the month of Elul and the bittle, the acceptance of the month of Elul, much greater because it's a chiddush, it's, it's a novel idea, but even the bittel, even the acceptance is deeper in the month of El. Why? Because anytime there's an acceptance, because of the tremendous re- revelation, and as you you realize, wow, God is so infinite, so you're accepting. So really, you're accepting it. Hashem is so great, you're accepting it. The ultimate acceptance is Kabbalah soil. You have every reason not to accept it, but you're choosing to accept it. Just like a servant. He's willing to do anything that his boss wants him to do. Now, since it's our boss, I'm going to do whatever Hashem wants. Even though I don't see him right now. Even though I don't feel it. So in other words, the Rebbe is saying here is a very powerful idea. Even though generally speaking, yeah, Yireh law is a higher level of Yireh. And that's Rosh Hashanah. But there's something much more powerful in the avoid of the month of Elul because it's coming from us. And it's a new, novel idea. And it's a Chiddush. It's a novel, new idea, and the bittel is much deeper. So based on this, Rebbe explains <clears throat> what we learned before. What happens in Rosh Hashanah, we said? Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the ten days of tshuva, the makif, the powerful, infinite light, comes down into the world to fix all the issues from the whole year. What inspires that makif to come into the world? The year of the awesomeness and the trepidation which comes through the avoida of blowing the shayfar in the month of Elul. Why is that? Because 
<coughs> this that we're in awe of Hashem in the month of Elul, and that causes to come in makif, the powerful light into this world. How does what inspires the makif to come into the world to fix everything? When we have we're in awe and we have bittel and we're we're accepting on the level of uneven ruach, we're totally broken. In other words, like it's, like, like it's brought down in many places in Chassidus. And as the greater somebody humbles themselves, so the greater you humble yourself, the makif that comes in is even higher. The more humility, the more acceptance, the powerful, infinite blessing of makif that comes into the world is even much deeper and much, much higher. So therefore, since that the, the greater the bittel, the greater the, the, the person humbles himself, the greater the makif. So that's why the makif that comes in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur to fix all our issues from the whole year is coming specifically from the Yira and the, and the, and the, and the awesomeness, not from Rosh Hashanah, but specifically from the month of El. Why? Because the Yira, the awesomeness and the trembling of Rosh Hashanah is because you're feeling this powerful light from above. So therefore, the acceptance is not, it's not you from your shiftless, from a low place acceptance. In other words, like the verse says, uneven a ruach, someone that's poor and broken, a bittle and acceptance in a way of totally lowliness, that specifically happens what? From the year of the awesomeness of the month of Elo. Now, <clears throat> now there it says he's going to add and go even a step further. In the in the power of the year of the awesomeness of the month of Elul over Rosh Hashanah. Why? The year, the awesomeness, and the acceptance in the month of Elul. How does that happen? It comes through our work. We are working on accepting Hashem. It's not because of any inspiration. We blow the shayfar to inspire us. We want to accept Hashem. Anila doidi. Now, when we're accepting Hashem, who are we? What is our source that gives us power and energy? We are connected in our source with Atzmas, the essence of Hashem. So therefore, when we, from our essence, are in awe of Hashem and we're accepting Hashem, what's the driving force behind us that's allowing us to experience that? It's coming straight from Atzmas, the essence of Hashem. And based on this, Rebbe explains, that's the real reason that from... The Yira Tata, the lower level, we call it the lower level of Yira, we can come to the higher level of Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because the lower level of Yira, even though we're calling it lower, don't get distracted with the lower. It's actually coming from our deep essence, which is connected to the essence of Hashem. And when we're able to connect to the essence of Hashem, we're bringing in the essence, and from there all the revelation comes on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Rebbe says this also applies in reference to the whole idea of the um, uh, tshuva of the month of Elul. So we know in the month of Elul it's all about doing tshuva, returning to Hashem. So why do we blow shoifer in the month of Elul? It's like the Rebbe brought in the beginning of the discourse that the Torah says in Shulchan Aruch to inspire us to do tshuva. The one of the reasons why we blow shoifer is to inspire us to return to Hashem. And this tshuva of the month of Elul, the Rebbe says... Just like we're explaining that the bittel of uh, and the year of the month of Elul is in a certain way deeper than the bittel and the year of Rosh Hashanah, the tshuva, the returning to Hashanah, the month of Elul is actually deeper than the tshuva of Rosh Hashanah. Why? 
and that makes the question even stronger because we know the fact is like this that when a person does tshuva in the month of Elul what are you doing tshuva for? you're doing tshuva for things that you did wrong things that you did wrong and like Dara brings in the Arizal that says that one of the Rosh Hashanahs for the word Elul Aleph Lamed Vav Lamed is a verse in the Torah that says where it speaks about the cities of refuge that were established and we know the cities of refuge that were established why were they established? someone did something wrong Albeit, yes, by mistake. And, and that's really the connection between tshuva repentance and the component of El where it says that where a person ran away for doing something wrong because the atonement of the Ari Miklat, of the cities of refuge, comes from someone doing something wrong by accident. And there, so what's the connection with the month of El? There's something very powerful. Because there's two components, Rebbe says. There's tshuva repentance on Rishchaitis El. And there's repentance on the whole month of Elul. The tshuva, the repentance on, on Rish Chodesh. So when a person on Rish Chodesh Elul does tshuva, you take all the sins that you've done intentionally and you turn it into, it was an accident. Powerful. Rish Chodesh Elul, by doing tshuva on Rish Chodesh Elul, you take sins that were done. We all, unfortunately, have done sins intentionally. And you take those sins, and you do real tshuva, you turn to Hashem, they become a shaygig, they become unintentional. The rest of the month of Elul, you take the, 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 the sins that were done unintentionally, in fixing, fixing them. So again, Rishchaytish Elul, the intentional becomes a, um, an accident, shaygig, the month of Elul, you take the shkagis and you fix them. Whether it was an intentional became a shaygig, or all your, or, 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 or all your unintentional sins. Now, so the month of Elul, it's literally for sins, whether it's intentional or unintentional. On the other hand, the tshuva that we do in Rosh Hashanah, after already everything was fixed in the month of Elul, even the ones that were a mistake, is basically tshuva ilah. So the tshuva repentance in the month of Elul is for serious sins, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Tshuva of Rosh Hashanah is tshuva ilah. But nevertheless, Rebbe says, there is something very, very powerful about the tshuva of the month of Elul, higher than the tshuva of Rosh Hashanah, even though it's for, for, for sins that were done. Why? And Rebbe explains like this. What is the tshuva repentance of Rosh Hashanah? So we know that, it's, it, that the tshuva of Rosh Hashanah is actually a hint, a remez in the mitzvah of blowing the shofar. And like the Rambam says, Rambam says clearly, that even though blowing the blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is a, a biblical commandment, but nevertheless, there's a hint to it. What's the hint? Because it says, "Wake up, people that are sleeping, and do tshuva." So there's the mitzvah to blow shofar, and there's the hint of blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah, which is what to inspire us to do tshuva. Now, so the Rebbe says, even though the repentance on Rosh Hashanah, which is connected to the shofar, obviously is higher than the mitzvah. Because of the mitzvah to blow shofar, so obviously the hint must be even higher. And like Jeremiah says, for example, it's known anytime you have a remez, a hint of something, so the thing that it's hinting to is higher than the thing that's speaking about. It's only like it's only a remez, so it's even higher. <clears throat> Another, but nevertheless, since there's a remez of tshuva with the mitzvah, there must be some kind of connection to it. And since Rosh Hashanah blowing the shofar is a mitzvah, so therefore. The tshuva, even though again it's higher and deeper, but since it's connected to the mitzvah of Kiyah Shoifer, so it also has a, it has a connection to, to, to the mitzvahs, a Torah mitzvahs. So in other words, tshuva on Rosh Hashanah 
is connected to the mitzvah of Shkiyah Shafer. And just like mitzvah of Shkiyah Shafer is a mitzvah, the same thing also, the tshuva of Hashanah is connected to the idea of Tayyar Mitzvahs. So in other words, tshuva of Hashanah is connected to what? A mitzvah. On the other hand, what's the real power of tshuva? The real power of tshuva is when you're connecting not to the mitzvah you did right or wrong, but connecting to Hashem. In Hebrew, it's called the Baal Haratzain, the person that wants you to do something or not to do something. When it comes to mitzvahs, mitzvahs is called the Ratzain Hashem. It's the will of Hashem. The will we know is part of Kesser, it's Tining and Ratzain. So mitzvahs are the will of Hashem. Truva and Rosh Hashanah is connected to the mitzvahs, which is connected to Ratzain. On the other hand, Truva on the month of Elul, it's connected to the Balarot sign. You, you're turning to Hashem, not focused specifically on the mitzvah. There's no mitzvah to blow Shafer on El. Tshuva is returning to Hashem. On the other hand, Rosh Hashanah is trying to fix the mitzvah. Now, this that Tshuva, we're returning to Hashem, and as we're going even higher than the will of doing mitzvahs. Well, how can we do that? Because the fact is, the Jewish people existed before the Torah was given. So therefore, since the Jewish people are, so to speak, higher than the Torah, so the real power of tshuva is when the tshuva comes from the person returning directly to Hashem. Deeper than Torah and mitzvahs. And that is the tshuva of El, Anila Doidi. So you see that not only is the Gira Ilah, Yiratatah of Elul, much more powerful, because it's coming from you, the acceptance is much deeper, but even the tshuva, the returning to Hashanah, the month of Elul, is also much more powerful. So based on this, Rebbe explains what it says, Ani ledoidi bedoidi li, that Rosh Tevis Elul, the whole Elul, is, the whole the month of Elul has both components, Ani ledoidi bedoidi li, why? What we ask in the beginning of the discourse, bedoidi li is Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, the revelation on high. Only Anila Doidi is part of Elul. So Rebbe explains that this very, very beautiful and very powerful. Because this that Anila Doidi, when we do our Avoidah in the month of Elul, causes what happens later on in Rosh Hashanah Kippur should be the Doidi Li. Why, why is it that later on Rosh Hashanah Kippur should be the Doidi Li? Because in the part of Anila Doidi, when I am returning to Hashem, who am I? I am returning to my essence, which is the essence who I am, and I'm connecting to the essence, the Atmos of Hashem. Now, when you're connecting, when we're connected to Atmos, the essence, we're in the source. From the source comes all revelation that happens afterwards. In other words, so even though technically I'm doing Mara the Montebel, but Doidi Li is when Rosh Hashanah Kippur. But Anila Doidi, when I do my avoid of Anila Doidi, the way I'm supposed to in the month of Elul, where do I connect? I connect to my, to my essence, to Hashem's essence. In the essence already you have, everything that's going to happen later in Rosh Hashanah Kippur also. But Doidi Li comes with a byproduct from it. So that's why Derba says, that's why in the, in, in the Tkiyos, when we blow Shreifer in the month of Elul, and especially according to the Chabad tradition, what do we blow in the month of Elul? We blow all ten. Tkiyah Shvarim Tua Tkiyah. Tkiyah Shvarim Tkiyah. And Tkiyah Tua Tkiyah. All ten. All the ten blasts that you blow in Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because in the month of Elul, in those ten blasts, you accomplish everything already you're going to accomplish in Rosh Hashanah. From a deeper perspective. Now, 
So if that's the case, we're, we're accomplishing the same thing. So how can we only blow 10 blasts? Why don't we blow 100 blasts like we blow in Rosh Hashanah? So Rebbe says very simple. Because since the month of Elul is the source of everything that happens in Rosh Hashanah, it's the essence. So it's, you don't have to go into the details of 100 blasts. When you're dealing with Aspen, you just need to get to the source. And the source is only 10 blasts. In details, it already plays out to 100. And that happens in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And Rebbe finishes off and he says like this. It should be the will of Hashem. By doing our work, our physical work and our spiritual work, and especially the work of the month of Elul, which basically is the idea of Yiri Law, that we're turning to Hashem. We're accepting Hashem. We're doing tshuva, not for technical stuff, we want to connect to the Baal Harotzein, to Hashem Himself. By doing our spiritual avoid of the month of Elul, this will um, bring close and will actually uh, speed up the redemption, and like it's brought down that one of the uh, um, uh, abbreviations for the month of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah, where it says in the Az Yashir, um, if you read it backwards, Az Yashir Lashem, so Ashira Lamar by Yomel Hashem. So backwards, so you have you have Elul, and it's Az Yashir Lashem by Yomel Lamar Ashira, where it speaks about singing to Hashem. And why, now why is that? What's the connection between the month of Elul and singing the praise for Hashem when they went out of Mitzrayim? Because when, by singing, when they sang the songs, all the sparks went out of Gullus. There's no more sparks left. All the sparks went out of Gullus. And since in the month of Elul, like the Rebbe wrote before from the, from the, from the, from the Mashal, from the parable, that the king Accept everyone with, you know, with, with a save upon him, Yafais, with a beautiful face, upon him, and he shows us tremendous smiles. So it's for sure, if Hashem is there with love, and he's giving us all the love, and he's accepting us, and he's smiling to us, so for sure that the king will fulfill our request of every single Jew, that we should be written and sealed for a good year, for a good year and a sweet year in a revealed way. On spiritual levels, which means by learning Torah, it's the only way to connect to Hashem, one of the deepest ways to connect to Hashem, by doing mitzvahs, by connecting Hashem and doing mitzvahs, and also on physical level, that we'll have what we need, um, children, we'll have health, we'll have what the, we'll have food and, and, and success and sustenance with tremendous abundance. And how much more, so the Rebbe says, our main request, that we should have the true and complete redemption through Mashiach Tzadkenu, who's going to come and, re- and redeem us, and he'll take us standing upright uh, to, to Eretz Yisrael, Yishlaim, Erekoidosh, Bekarev, Mamash, very, very soon, very, very quickly. So obviously you can tell it's a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse. It's important to learn this discourse now, especially in the month of Elul, to know what we need to accomplish do our tshuva of the month of Elul, to have real acceptance, to have real Yiri Allah, to connect to the essence of Hashem, and uh, by and, and listening to the blowing of the shofar to inspire us to wake up, and we'll all, like the Rebbe says, we'll merit to have and to experience the, the uh, once we do our avoidah, of, of, uh, of blowing the shofar and returning to Hashem, Hashem will smile to us and, and give us all the greatest blessings, and God willing, and Mitchum, like the Rebbe says, the next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week and a great month.